Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Leah, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, December 21st, 2012. Today we are reading from the big book. We're in Chapter 6, entitled Into Action. You'll find us on page 85, the first full paragraph, beginning with, It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action. Today's readers are... Sharon, Sarah, Paula, Monica, and Kim. The reference number for yesterday's meeting, share code that is for Thursday, December 20th, is 3540. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. This meeting's primary purpose is to abstain, to recover from compulsive overeating, and to carry this message of recovery to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now call on Miriam to read the 12 steps. Thank you, Leah. Hi, everybody. This is Miriam, a compulsive way for Mexico. The 12th step. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made us searching and fearless more inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to go into another human being to accept nature of our own. Six, we are entirely ready to have God remove all these effects of courage. Seven, humbly asking about our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we find and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so with injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Torture prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. That's why we stood. Same only for knowledge is well to us and the power to carry it out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of this text, we try to carry this message from possible believers and protective principles in all our lives. Thank you very much. Thank you. I will now call on Janice B. to read the 12 traditions. Janice B., you'll need to press star 1 to unmute, please. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Janice B., Recovering Compulsive Overeater. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on AA unity. 
to our group pur- for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Six, an AA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the AA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. These problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting, defining outside contributions. Eight, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, AA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the AA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book in Chapter 6, Into Action, on page 85, the first full paragraph beginning with, it is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action. And I will ask Sharon to begin reading, please. Good morning. This is Sharon, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly We can exercise our will, power along this line, all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. And starting off right at the beginning, 
it is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. And it's, it's human nature because our program can soon become habitual. We're, we've got our food under control and uh, we've cleaned up some areas in our lives that were troubling us. And then other things pop up and we go and start working on, on that. And soon we revert back to habit and our old ways of doing things. And, uh, and we can drift away from our program. And even when, if we're doing the same things we did before, say, for instance, we were getting up and having a time of prayer meditation and we were, our food is clean, we're going to our meeting, and that can become habit and slip to the back of our mind. And then we can get relaxed and slip into habit. And that can mean doing things the way we used to, not so much with the food, but certainly with maybe in relationships, uh, maybe it's uh, some of the old ways that we used to rea- uh, react to life, like saying, like say for instance, like lying. And um, and I I find that the longer I'm in the program, the deeper the meaning of of honesty gets. When I first started honesty, I didn't think I lied at all. And then I found out that I tell white lies and I can tell them at the drop of a hat and not even know it. And so the meaning of some of the things that I used to take for granted changes. So as as I go along in my program, it's uh, as we go along, it's easy to get to for things to just get run of the mill and we slip into those old habits and isolating and and so forth. So it's it's so critical to keep it hot, to keep it relevant. And one of that's one of the reasons I stay on this phone call. I'm on this phone call because I have to stay close to my program. I have to press in. What I find is that each day I have to realize that it is so easy for me to uh, slip back into old habits, to old ways of thinking, and even to allow things that uh, to myself to get by with things. And so keeping it hot, keeping it fresh, how do I do that? You know, staying in the literature, making sure I'm working with newcomers and uh, making phone calls to uh, people. Maybe I hear on the line something uh, and then I can call them up and talk about that. Finding ways to constantly keep it fresh and pushing into my higher power and knowing that even when I don't feel like things, like uh, my program is, is going the way I would like to, Sometimes that's my higher power pulling back a little bit so that I press in more. And um, so that's, that's, I'm going to pass because I know so many other people have some great things to say about this. With that, I pass. Thank you, Sharon. Would anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? 
This is Janice. Janice. Kim and Janice. Go ahead, Kim. Good morning, Leia. Good morning, my fellows. My name is Kim. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. This is so important. This teaching is so important. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. And I identify myself each morning as a recovered compulsive overeater because that is consistent with this literature. You know, on the cover page of this book, it says, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. And here they're reminding me, I am not cured. So what is alcoholism? What is the compulsive overeater? You know, I have this allergy of the body. I have this abnormal reaction when I ingest certain substances. I will never be cured of that. That physical reaction will always exist within my body, regardless of how long I am abstinent. But I have a larger aspect of my disease. That is the obsession of the mind. And at this point on page 85, I have walked through these steps with my higher power. I have taken the actions, and I have now experienced what it means to be recovered. The problem has been removed. I react sanely and normally. There is neutrality around the food. So how can, I con- how can I continue to have that state? How can I continue to be recovered, to have the seemingly hopeless state of mind removed? It says this daily re- reprieve. So it is daily. This is where one day at a time comes in. One day at a time is that I need to do the work that I did yesterday in order to have that daily reprieve today. It is contingent contingent on the maintenance and, in my mind, the growth of our spiritual condition. I have to bring these principles into my life on a daily basis in all my affairs. You know, I don't get up at 7 o'clock in the morning to listen to this program and then go out and be a jerk the rest of the day. I don't get the ability to treat people in the rooms with love, tolerance, and peace and kindness and then go out in my office and my family and wreak havoc because I will not have that daily reprieve. You know, I am not cured of compulsive overeating. I will always be a compulsive overeater. I know who and what I am. But by walking through this program, by enacting these steps, by taking these actions, today I am recovered and I walk in this world a free woman. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Janice, please. Thank you, Leah. Good morning, Vision for You. My name is Janice. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. So what is this paragraph teaching me? What is it saying to me? Do not forget, Janice. It says, do not forget. Do not forget the powerlessness that you felt over this disease. You know, what does it look like? What does it look like to let up on that spiritual program of action? What does that look like? That's the question I ask myself often, consistently and constantly looking at that inventory process that we were, we were talking about in step 10, you know, that we've been studying. Because it says we've entered the world of the spirit. We've entered the world of the spirit. We're now operating on the beam. We're now operating on the beam. And we have this set, this new skill set to use to stay on the beam. 
you know, to keep doing that inventory, to look for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. But what does that look like if I start to let up on that? What does that look like? Well, perhaps perhaps I was going to a couple meetings a week and I start thinking, well, one meeting a week. Really, one meeting a week works for me. And maybe I'm used to going into the big book every day and studying something, reading something, writing a little bit. Maybe I start to think, well, today, I'm, I'm so busy. Today, I could skip on that. I could skip that. I could skip that. Maybe I start um, not working quite so hard at contacting my fellows, at returning phone calls, at looking at how I might be helpful and useful to others. You know, maybe my complacency lowers my guard a little bit. Maybe it starts to lower my guard, and all of a sudden resentment and intolerance, I start thinking critically about other people. That's a big one for me. I have to be very, very careful when I go to work each day not to, not to do a lot of comparisons, looking at other people and thinking they don't quite measure up. You know, maybe that's what it looks like to start letting up on that spiritual program of action. Because when we do, we invite that disease thinking back in. We invite the illness back in. And maybe we don't pick up the food right away. But that thinking, that thinking will lead me back to picking up the food. And this paragraph speaks clearly to that. We are not cured of alcoholism. We are not cured of compulsive overeating. And to be reminded of that, I have to keep the memory green. I have to keep the memory green. I have to know who I am and what I'm up against just for today. You know, I have to take that as seriously as I did the first day. My first day of abstinence. My first day of recovery. My first day of working these steps. Because when I do that, oh my gosh, the peace and ease and comfort that's mine. That's mine. I can be in that place of neutrality. I can feel safe and protected. I cannot be cocky, nor fearful, nor fearful. But if I don't pay attention, you know, I said earlier this morning, I'm awake and aware. I'm awake and aware today. You know, thank God, help me to be awake and aware today. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice. Anyone else like to good morning. comment on Good morning. It's Margaret. Margaret, your turn. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Leia. Good morning, Susan, for you. Oh, everything that has been said is just uh, certainly, you know, what, what I have to do every single day. And I, I love what Sharon said about pressing in. It, I feel like sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm kind of walking along and maybe beginning to rest on my laurels. And I could feel a little nipping at the at my heels, and it just makes me walk and walk further and further into the program because it forces me that I must stay, you know, I must stay um, spiritually fit, and so I must be doing all of these actions every day. But I'm just so pleased and happy because I I feel it, I see it coming. Like uh, Janice was just saying. To be awake and aware and to feel that nip just at the back of my heel saying, no, Mark, but don't go there. Don't go there. You know, press in. Press into your spiritual life. Press into to God as you understand him. Press into the actions of the program. 
And it is a design for living that works. It really is a design for living that works. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Star one, to unmute. Hi, this is Verna in Massachusetts. Verna, go ahead. Thank you. <clears throat> um, you know, I'm just so grateful for all these um, paragraphs in the big book in general, but that each one of them seems to carry a very special feel and message with it. Um just so grateful. Um, again, my name is Verna, and I like to call myself a food addict, a compulsive overeater, undereater, and uh, controlled eater, and so forth. Um, it's easy to let up on our spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. You know, when we do start to lapse on a daily basis from the different disciplines and tools that uh, I have been taught or that we've been taught, um, it is easy to slip back into negative thinking, what you know is called um, affectionately, perhaps called uh, stinking thinking. You know, we are headed for trouble. You know, and I've really come to see that because food or any form of addiction is uh, a subtle foe. Because for me, what I've seen and what I've experienced is it's sort of had been a part of every fiber of my body, every area of my brain, you know, that I had been affected and infected by it um, most of my life in my experience anyway. And that uh, it is so subtle the way it can, um, the whole mentality that goes along with it, the whole physical, anyway, that goes along with it can sort of invade our thought process in a very subtle, insidious, powerful way. And um, I'm ever vigilant, and that's what I've learned over time, is to be ever vigilant around that, uh, because it is very subtle. And so I, what I've learned to do also is watch um, people in both their um, relapses or their reactive disease or their recovery and learn what works and learn what doesn't, and you know, and just kind of really, really watch that and observe, because um, I really, really want this gift to be continuous and to, you know, to con- continue on. What we really have is a daily reprieve and contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Thereby, it is a daily practice. Um, you know, I've heard it said, "What I did, I can't um, rest today on what I did yesterday. Like I can't depend on yesterday's shower to be clean today, type of thing." And you know, I just love things like that. It just really nurture my heart and my spirit, my soul, and my recovery. You know, and to carry that vision of God's will into all our activities. Like, how can I best serve Thee? Like, I love that. You know, and I'm seeing how that little by little, because recovery is so progressive, that little by little those things happen. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, and so that we can exercise our our willpower. We don't have to sublimate ourselves and sort of, you know, berate ourselves and degrade ourselves, but, you know, that we can exercise our willpower along this line and um, being the proper use of the will. And that, you know, we can learn over time that even when we make wrong decisions, we can learn from that, like, oops, that wasn't quite the right way to go. You know, oops, backlash on that one, backfire. You know, and learn as we go along and then just keep working towards this. Again, that spiritual progress, not perfection. So just so grateful for all the lessons that I learn, even in readings and um, in, you know, my weekly meetings and phone call contacts. And just, I love the learning in here. So I, um, and I love learning how to, to do the proper use of the will and, uh, you know, and to gain ground in that little by little. So with that, I'll pass too. Thanks. Thank you, Verna. Anyone yeah. else like to comment on this paragraph? Hi, this, this is Mel. This is Patricia. May I Monica. share? Monica. I hear Monica. I hear Patricia. And there was one or two Hello. other voices. 
Lois. Okay, so Monica, Patricia, Lois. Let's go with that. Thank you, Leah. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica. I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Step 10 here. We're at step 10. So that means we've gone through the house cleaning steps here, four through nine, and we've cleaned our house. And now we're at step 10. And step 10 here, right off that very first paragraph that we read a couple of days ago, the very first paragraph it said continue. Four different times it said continue. So I'm going to continue, continue, continue. Continue doing what? Continue making a daily decision of working my program. Continue doing a daily decision of of doing God's will, not mine. Because by this time, Monica has learned that Monica's will did not work. And life is so much more happy, joyous, and free when I am doing God's will every day. And like it says, I am not cured. Life is still happening, you know. C-R-A-P is still going to happen every day. But now, by working these steps, this process, God has given me recovery. And what is that? He's given me a change of attitude. He's given me a different way to think. But I have to keep working at this every day, every day. And basically, I guess, you know, this is step 10. It's, it's our daily house cleaning. You know, if I want to keep what I've been given, I need to do this on a daily basis. Continue to watch for resentment, for fear, for dishonesty, for selfishness. And now I have tools of what to do. And on the step before, on the page before, I mean, we read what to do. We've been given instructions of what to do when those things happen. And if I continue to do that one day at a time, follow these instructions, I will keep my spiritual gift that I've been given from God. And I, it's just amazing. And like others have said, you know, this you just continue to grow in understanding and um, realization. And, and it's just wonderful. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Monica. Patricia, please. Yes, this is Patricia. Go Can ahead. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, um, I just wanted to share on that. It, it is it is easy. That sounds like a promise to me. <laughs> um, that it is easy to let up on our spiritual program, because in my experience, it was easy because it slips. It's like, oh, I don't have to listen to a meeting today. Oh, I woke up late. I'm tired. Um, I got this. You know, all the different things that my disease tells me. You know, my disease doesn't want me to do this new program. My disease wants me to stay in my pride and in my old behavior. You know, my disease, a lot of times I'm not comfortable with this peace and this love and this joy and this all this new stuff that I got. A lot, sometimes I'm just not comfortable with this. You know, this is new life for me, and I'm used to crazy. I'm used to chaos. I'm used to being in control. So for me, it's... It, it it gets it it could in the past. I'm gonna say in the past because I'm praying to God that I don't lose. I don't think it's easy anymore. To, to you know, I don't want to let up on my laurels. I don't want to believe those lies that says I don't need a meeting today or 
you know, no, I don't need to make any outreach calls or whatever it tells me, you know, um, because I don't want to keep going around this circle because that's all it is. It's like this huge circle that gets nowhere. I mean, you know, if you think of a circle, it's just endless torture. And, um, and then that has been my experience, that it is easy because my, you know, it, I don't know, so I just have to stay close to God, and it's a pride thing too, and it's a warning, it's a pride, it's warning, and it's a promise that it is easy. It's it's very simple to do, you know, to slowly just kind of, you know. So I'm looking forward to whatever this uncomfortableness about letting letting go of the control and all the letting go of of trying to make everybody do it the way I think of that fear that they're going to make mistakes, so I have to tell them how to do it. All this crazy stuff that goes on inside of me, I have to really pay attention to me and, and let everybody else do what they're going to do because I'm never going to get better if I don't mind my business and pay attention to me. I'm a full-time job here, you know, and I really need to pay attention to that. I've been neglecting myself with food and and who knows what over the years um, that I have neglected me. I have neglected my, my emotional needs, I have mental needs, my physical needs. I've, I've neglected me, you know, and I need, to, I need to take care of me. You know, I'm 53 years old. It's time, you know, half my life has already passed. You know, I'm hoping I have another 15 years, <laughs> but I'm just, you know, because I don't want to think I'm near the end, you know. But anyways, um, thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Patricia. And Lois, please. Hi, good morning. This is Lois. Um, I, I love what everybody said and the different ways that, you know, they contribute to this. Um, I wanted to con- um, comment on if, if each day is a day when we must, there's another big must, carry the wishes the wish, the vision of God's will into all of our activities, and for me, you know, I had learned in in steps four through nine, you know, just just what my part in in this world was and what it could be and what it, what God would want me to be, and so you know, for me, it was a daily daily struggle because I was still the same woman. You know, I would react in selfishness, self centeredness, and fear. I didn't, you know, luckily this program has helped me not to respond too much in that way, but it was, I would, I was never able to rest on my laurels because I did know what I was up against. You know, when I, when I came into, um, when, when I was really ready to um, have God remove all of my defects of characters, I had, you know, been through, you know, my own hell and I, I didn't want to ever go back there again. And I, I was, I was aware of, like I said, what I was up against, the, the power of this disease. And so, you know, I, out of fear in the beginning, I would, you know, constantly, every day, I would practice, I would say these things. So in the beginning, I was just learning. And then as I began, you know, practicing this over and over and over again, you know, I began to um, relax and want to do this on a daily basis. In the beginning, it was very helpful that my sponsor asked me every day, you know, I, I had a, there was a sheet, you know, where was I selfish, you know, could I have helped more, was I always thinking of myself? And I used to talk with her, I couldn't um, email her, but I used to, you know, talk to her on a daily basis and make 10-step calls, 
but uh, I was in constant contact with her because I was just learning. I was still, you know, I was still the same me, and I hadn't, you know, practiced this and learned to, um, you know, have the spirit of the program work on me, but I was willing, and that was the most important thing. I had the, the gift of willingness, and, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lois. Anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? Oh, Rachel, go ahead. Uh, hi, my, my dear friends. Um, I want to, uh, this morning, relate these uh, two things. One is what daily reprieve means to me, and second, what does the subtle fold mean to me today? Uh, so the daily reprieve is uh, actually in the dictionary, postponement of a death sentence. I know that it sounds awful, I'm sorry. That's what it is, and that's what it has for me. When I read it and when I think of it, that I could go the other way so easily, I know the death that lies in it. Only one thing worse than being dead is being alive dead. I've had that. That's one thing. The other thing is about meeting today. For me, the subtle fall, uh, after all so much emotions that I went through with, with this trip, Right now, the subtle foe appeared to me morning as a will to isolate. I, I am the one who said that all the time, and now I have to say it to myself. I said it to others. You know, it's like, like a wolf wants one of the little sheep from the herd, so he somehow gets in between her and the others, gets her behind the bushes. This morning, I just wanted to stay in bed. But I'm so grateful that God gave it to me just get out of bed and get on the phone and call a friend and spend the day because once this disease isolates me and with me, whatever it uses, so um, to get out of bed, that itself is a thing. And if I'm told that I'm like somebody who lost both their legs and I never grow new ones with this disease being the, the death handicap, then I better have my wheelchair near my bed when I want to get out of it. I'm going to fall right on my face. I I pray for that today. And, you know, this, this paragraph that we read has it in it all. The fall is very subtle. Nothing worth shattering may have happened today if I stayed in bed and I have my food ready already for the Sabbath and so on. But, but I can't. I cannot afford to do that and then hope that I will continue to have the daily retrieve. So I'm grateful for today, for this very paragraph that we read. Thank you for all being there. Have a blessed day, everybody. I pass. Thank you. My name is Leah. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I, too, would like to comment on this. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. Yes, that would be natural to rest on past achievements. Um, you know, I've never been as far away from my last binge as I am today. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, you know, just like, uh, you know, not brushing my teeth every morning when I get out of bed, that would be natural, or not showering, that would be natural. <laughs> uh, not using deodorant and walking around, just my natural uh, odiferous self, you know. But I spend time, we all spend time in physical preparation for our physical condition, 
What this is reminding me, however, is that I've got to spend the time, since the greater aspect of my disease resides in my mind, I've got to spend the time on a daily basis preparing my spiritual condition. Because my disease never sleeps. As Rachel just said, it's a suspension of a death sentence. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. And I can only coast downhill. And retrogression can spell death for a real compulsive overeater like me. So it says we are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve, one day at a time, contingent, dependent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. So I've got to maintain, just like I take time out, you know, we all take time out, I would assume, you know, showering ourselves, selecting our clothing, perhaps uh, applying some makeup, you know, and, and attending to our hair. That's physical preparation. What the big book is reminding me here is that this... This recovery that I have, this, uh, the fact that my obsession of the mind has been expelled and I'm walking this planet happy, joyous, and free, that is, there, there is a, pay, a price to pay for that freedom. Freedom is not free. It's dependent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. Since the greater aspect of my disease resides in my mind, that I need to attend to my thoughts. I need to attend to this attitude of mine, and i got to get myself in proper position for the day ahead of me. And that means there is a God, and I'm not it. It says every day is a day when we must carry the vision, the vision of God's will into all of our activities. So I need to align myself with God's vision so that my lens upon the world is not a lens of physicality, which um, brings up, you know, uh, resentment and and fear and, and isolation and envy and all those kind of things, but a lens of spirituality based on these principles of the program so that when I... Um, so that my thoughts are based on love, based on harmony, based on understanding you, comforting you, cooperating with you, being kind to you, forgiving you, bringing light to you, trying to bring some joy to you. That's God's will. That's God's will. Now, I do have free will. God gives each and every one of us free will, and I utilize that free will to a point of self-destruction where I almost killed myself digging these fists into cellophane bags and bakery boxes for almost two decades of mayhem. But I can also make a choice to utilize that free will and align it to serve God. How can I best serve thee? Thy will not mine be done. These are thoughts. Again, the big book is reminding me that it begins in my, in my mind between these ears. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly, constantly. Because unsupervised, my mind consists of a talkative, rowdy, unorganized group of personalities with no apparent plan or sense of direction. It's like traveling through life on a crowded tour bus with no driver. But if I put God in the driver's seat and I lay down these principles of this program into every facet of my life, then I know where I'm headed. If you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. But I want to live a recovered life. So that is a very specific path that has been blazed for me. That is a very specific path that we trudge together. It says we can exercise our willpower along this line. 
along this line, along the line of these principles, all I wish, it is the proper use of the will. As we've heard before on this line, pain of discipline or pain of regret. That was my choice on January 19, 1987. It's my choice today on December 21, 2012. With that, I pass. Anyone else like to share on this paragraph? I'm going to take that as a no. Let's move on to the next paragraph with Sarah, please. Good morning. This is Sarah, a recovered compulsive overeater. Good morning, a vision for you. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God-conscious, We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense, but we must go further, and that means more action. I'm, I'm just blown away by like all of the shares here, and um, but one thing that just that I have circled, I've like a lot of ever just almost everything underlined, but but circled is that this is that um. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense. Well, and also we have careful. Go back. If we carefully follow directions, you know, carefully following directions, I'm going to get out of this program exactly what I put in. And if I casually follow directions, and if I half-heartedly follow directions, I'm going to get a half-hearted recovery. And we need, you know, it says early, early on in the big book that um, we, are, we need a solution that has depth and weight. And I keep thinking, I just keep having this image of this um, deep water fish that unless it stays in the deep water, it will not survive. But it's so much easier to, and, and, uh, and other um, creations see air outside of the water. So the fish, you know, may think that I'll go to shallow water and I or you know, I don't want to swim around so much. It's just so dark and so and so heavy down here. But I'm gonna to go to shallow water. I'm gonna come out of the water. If I do that, then I, it's a death sentence. I'm I, I'm I'm a fish that needs to be in these deep waters because these deep waters give me life. They're oxygen. This is oxygen for me. This is oxygen for me. And if I'm, if I'm, this is my oxygen tank, then I need to carefully follow directions or I'm going to stop breathing. My spiritual life will stop breathing. And when my spiritual life stops breathing, then, then I'm, I'm headed for trouble. I'm headed for deep trouble. Instead of deep waters, I'm headed for deep trouble. To, um, we've begun to, uh, We've begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. You know, it said in the earlier paragraph, how can I best serve thee? Not me. I've I've been so self-serving my whole life, and I had no clue. And this program is teaching me that I need to be God-conscious. I need to follow his will and truly live the way he would 
the life he meant me to have and to live. This is a vital sixth sense. This God consciousness is vital. My vital signs, this is a vital sixth sense. We must go further. In order to do this, we must go further. And that means more action. If it means more action, it means that I've done action, that I can't just listen. You know, I listen on you know these meetings. We all come on these meetings and we hear this, this vital message that we need to hear about how to live a life of recovery. But if it ends when I hang up the phone and then I go through life and I'm not practicing what's preached and I'm not living and I'm not walking what's talked, then then it, it stays on this phone line and it's not living in the reality of my world. And we, we, I need to live this in the reality of my world in order for me to be happy, joyous, and free. You know, like, like I said, freedom is not free. And, and that means more action, the actions that have been up until now, and more action, more and more action every single day. Day by day, one day at a time. One foot in front of the other. Happy, joyous, and free. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Sora. Anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? This is Janice. Janice and Kim, please, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. So we've been, I've been given a lot of guidance up to this point, a lot of guidance, which I so sorely needed, which I so desperately needed, a lot of good instruction, a lot of good knowledge, a lot of good awareness has been growing in me about how I need to do these things one day at a time. You know, and it says if we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. You know, so that's already residing in me. If I'm doing these things, then, then I'm beginning to feel that spiritual push, that spiritual push, that spiritual guidance, that spiritual direction. If I'm doing what's been taught to me, if I'm following those who went ahead of me, you know, I'm beginning to feel that God consciousness in me. You know, it's like a sixth sense. It's like a sixth sense that I did not have before was covered by the food. It was dulled. It was covered. It was obscured. It was crowded out by the food. But now if I'm awake and aware today, then I'm aware of that spiritual sixth sense. But I have to still be very vigilant, very vigilant. You know, freedom depends on my vigilance. And I'm very vigilant if I'm feeling a bit bored. If I'm feeling a bit bored by everything. If I'm feeling like it's a bit inconvenient to work with a newcomer. It's a bit inconvenient to be on the line and participate in the meeting, to claim my seat. If it's a bit, if if I'm a little bit cocky about where I'm at, if I'm starting to expect praise or I'm starting to have a bit too much authority, you know, if I'm feeling a bit cocky, you know, I'm awake and aware for that today. But we're being told that it's not just okay to concentrate just on myself. Wouldn't it just be so easy if all I had to worry about was me? 
You know, that would be job enough, don't you think? But it's not because it says we must go further. We must go further than that. And that's going to require more action. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Janice. And Kim, please. Good morning, everyone, again. Now, this is so specific, this teaching, so specific. There's qualifiers in here. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit in us. So if we hadn't followed directions, we're not going to be feeling this. You know, and I remember as beautiful as all this wonderful sharing is, God, it was frustrating to hear these things and to know I've sat in the rooms for five years, for 10 years, even for 15 years. And I hadn't begun to sense the flow of his spirit into me. It, it was so frustrating. You know, I've been abstinent for a long time. Why wasn't I feeling this? It says here, because if we have carefully followed directions. How I carefully followed directions? No. I decided I had a better way of doing it. I don't need to do all my amends. I don't need to call a sponsor. I don't need to go to meetings as much as those other people do. I, they might have what I want, but I don't need to do it that way. So it's a direct qualifier if we have carefully followed directions. And if we have, we've begun. We've begun. It's just the beginning again. But that last line, but we must go further, and that means more action. So in order to enjoy this daily reprieve, which I enjoy daily, in order to have that daily reprieve, you must go further, and that takes more action. And I just want to go back to page 25, the promise that we got in there, and there is a solution. It says, the great fact is just this and nothing else, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences. Now, I had a lot of deep experiences in OA, but if I kept going back to the food, which I did for many years, it wasn't effective. And why was that not? Because I had to look at that qualifier. Had I carefully followed directions? So I'm going to continue on page 25. There is that we had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellow and God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. And if we walk through these steps, if we are reunited with our higher power, you know, I remember saying in the beginning, you know, well, I have, you know, I, I have to find God. I have to find God. And someone said, Tim, God isn't lost. You are. God isn't lost. You are. That this is a self-imposed crisis, that I am the architect of my own misery. So this entire journey is clearing away the blockages that I have put between me and God. The reason I cannot feel God is because I am lost, but I have put these blockages in here. And when I have removed them, the central fact of my life today is the absolute certainty that my Creator has entered into my heart, and it is indeed miraculous. And if I want to continue to have that state, if I want to continue to be God-conscious, I have to remember that I must go further and that means more action, more action, and more action. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. Anyone else like to comment on this paragraph? This is Paula. May I share? Of course, Paula. Go ahead. Thank you. Good morning, all. I'm going to scoot on down here. 
to some extent, we have become God consciousness. Now, that sounds so, wow. God consciousness, knowing one's own mind, to know God's mind. You know, you watch a child with a caretaker, a parent, and soon you see them acting like the parent. Or all of a sudden they'll say, oh my goodness, she talks just like me. The more time spent. But this word, we go on from there. We have begun. It's only a beginning here. But what a magnificent beginning. Life itself. To develop this vital Vital is necessary for life. You've got to have it. Sixth sense. But see, this sixth sense changes all the other senses that we have. Everyone, how we touch another person, how we see, how we hear, how we taste, how we feel. All of our senses are involved here because of that vital sixth sense that transforms our will into God's will. But then it even adds, but even then, you say, with all this, we must go further. Further than this, can there be? Yeah. And that means more action. More action. More to do. With God's guidance, strength, as was said, inspiration and direction. They're the beginning, and here we come here with that. Thank you for allowing me to share. With that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula. Anyone else? Uh, this is Lois. Lois? Um, I wanted to comment on the, uh, the, greatest, the, greatest, the greater power of our diseases and our mind. And um, if we had been you know, faithful and done the rest of the work all through the steps, you know, God could restore us to sanity. And which uh, this is referring to a spiritual experience where uh, he has changed my thinking so that I have, we have begun and I have begun to receive the flow of his spirit into me because of doing that work. He's changing uh, my thinking. So my thinking has changed, and I have received the beautiful flow of God consciousness into my mind, my heart. And these were always things I was seeking in boxes and bags. All my life I had been seeking this. And to feel, you know, the joy and the freedom of my spirit, you know, was such a wonderful, wonderful gift that, you know, I, I want that. I, I'm, I was looking for that in the food so that, you know, I have received this. And I joyfully and gratefully and, and thankfully, you know, want to practice this a day at a time in my recovery, which, uh, which I do. And I just wanted to say that. Thank you so much. I pass. Thank you. It says here, much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and all power. The big book is reminding me I'm receiving something. This is not about uh, personal success. This is not about glorification of self or personal achievements or anything like that. This is about what God can do when I cooperate with him, when the grace of God can come down and, and transform a broken individual like me, 
Uh, much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and all power. This program of recovery has allowed a relationship to develop and to be strengthened and to be improved upon, and this relationship is indestructible and immeasurable. You know, something came between me and compulsive overeating more than 25 years ago because of this recovery process. This recovery process, which allowed my sanity to be restored, which allowed my uh, death sentence, you know, to be suspended, and which gave me a power that I could properly use and gave me, it says here, we have begun to develop this vital sixth sense. This recovery process gave me a sixth sense beyond the five that I had been used to being dominated by. And it gives me the grace to maintain a fit spiritual condition. It says, to some extent, we have become God conscious. And this quality of my consciousness will determine my future. It determines how I behave today. It determines my thinking. It determines my behavior, my attitudes. It determines my outlook upon life. And certainly that will determine my tomorrow. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense, but we must go further, and that means more action. Indeed, this program of recovery allows us to be reborn, not in body, (laughs) but in mind, where our old ideas and attitudes and emotions that had once governed us can be cast aside, and a whole new set of ideas, emotions, and attitudes can now dominate us with God as our director. With that, I pass anyone else with a brief comment before we close. Elena, may I share? Of course, Elena. Go ahead. I just am always humbled by, in spite of, as has already been said, all the work that has been done. I have carefully followed directions but I have only begun to sense the flow. There is still a lot of work ahead, and there will be for the rest of my life. If I do not continue to work, then I am letting up on my spiritual program of action. As was so beautifully shared, if I allow pride to come into my life, if I start to doubt whether I'm really a compulsive overeater, or I really need to help others, or maybe it's because of me that people people that I work with have recovered, those are all dangerous things with the signals. This tells me, it's going to tell me now we're entering into step 11. We will have to continue to take inventory. We will have to continue to review our lives daily, to look to God, prayer and meditation. It's all about God. And lest I slip back into thinking it's all about me, this is reminding me. I've only begun. I've just in spite of all that wonderful recovery, all the wonderful things that have happened to me, and I've only just begun to sense the flow of the Spirit into me. If I want to continue to have that Spirit flow into me and to grow, I will be doing the action for the rest of my life. Pass. Thank you, Helena. And thank you to everyone who has shared this morning. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164 followed by the serenity prayer. Paula, would you please read a vision for you? This is Paula, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. 
A book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.